Hey, Stephanie Goss, you got a second to talk about Guardian Vets? Yeah, what do you want to talk about? Man, I uh, I hear from people all the time that are overwhelmed because the phones never stop ringing. Yes. Um, and I'm sure you, you hear from these people as well. You know, like our caseload is blowing up and the doctors are busy and uh, the phones just don't stop. They never stop. <laughs> <laughs> that is a true story. I'm amazed by how uh, how few veterinarians know about Guardian Vets. This is a service where you have uh, registered technicians uh, who can jump in virtually and help you on the phones. You can flip the switch and uh, Guardian Vets can jump in and take some of the load off the front desk and they can handle your clients and get them booked for your appointments and give them support. And it really is a godsend. Pre-pandemic, it was amazing to me how many people hadn't heard about it for after hours call help. But at this point, I can't believe how many people don't realize that they are offering help during the daytime as well, which I would think right now is a huge benefit to practices because everybody is shorthanded. Everybody is drowning in phone calls. And so we talk about it. We've talked about Guardian Vets a lot on the podcast. And every time we do, we always get somebody who says, what is that? Guys, if you're not familiar with Guardian Vets, if you think that you could use some help on the uh, on the phones or up at the front desk, check them out. It's guardianvets.com. And uh, if you mention our podcast, me and Stephanie Goss, uh, you get a month free. So check it out, guardianvets.com. Hey, everybody. I am Stephanie Goss, and this is another episode of the Uncharted Podcast. I have got an intro coming to you as part of the episode because I am being joined today by some very special guests. This is a very special episode for me. It is a subject that is very recently near and dear to my heart. It is a near and dear and a bit of a passion project for one of our guests and uh, is something that our third guest experienced along with me this summer. We are talking about unplugging. Let's get into it. And now, the Uncharted Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Uncharted Podcast. I am Stephanie Goss, and today I am joined by two of my favorite people in the whole wide world. I have my fellow teammate, Tyler Grogan, from the Uncharted team. Tyler is a veterinary technician. She is a social media mastermind, a marketing a training guru in training, and an aesthetic genius. Tyler brings you all of the things that are beautiful as far as Uncharted goes. And we are also joined by my dear friend, Eric Garcia, who is a marketing guru and social media genius. And uh, he's not here to talk with us about any of that today. <laughs> um, the three of us are here today because we are going to talk about one of Eric's passion projects, which is unplugging. Uh, welcome to the podcast, you guys. Hi, it's so good to be here. Hey, Stephanie. Hi, I am so glad you guys are here. Uh, for our listeners, this is going to be an episode filled with uh, giggles and laughter because we have literally <laughs> been talking for the last few minutes, uh, getting ready to start recording, and I have already cried with laughter. <laughs> so <laughs> be prepared. This will uh, have even more shenanigans than Andy and I's normal episodes, and I appreciate every bit of that. I'm excited for it. I have no idea what to expect. <laughs> <laughs> poor Tyler. <laughs> so those of you guys who listen to the podcast regularly, poor Tyler got uh, voluntold for this. <laughs> she was listening to an episode uh, for her job, trying to pull uh, quotes out to post the social media quote, and heard me say, oh yeah, by the way, <laughs> we're going to have an episode of coming with Eric and Tyler's going to be on with us. And she was like, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm what? <laughs> I was like, that's, so that's a great idea. Um, I'm so glad that I knew that it was happening, but I, I guess I'll see you guys on the podcast soon. And here we are. <laughs> the genius of Stephanie so, Goss. <laughs> as, as Eric said, before we were recording, uh, that's probably your style and he's not wrong. It is. <laughs> totally is. That's hundred percent Stephanie you, Goss. If you were ever wondering what it was like to work with Stephanie Goss, that's, that's a preview. <laughs> <laughs> Ball and told. Uh, but no, we, we are here. I am super excited for this episode. So Eric, tell us a little bit about unplugging and how you got there. You talk about this a lot. So a lot of people may have heard it, but kind of give us, give us the origin story. Yeah. So the, the origin story actually started about nine years ago. I was reading fast, uh, and company and there was this, uh, guy who was talking about how he spent a whole 24 hours without technology. And he was talking about the effects that he had when he did it and how he was able to did his did his palm sweat? Uh, was he like shaking? They, believe it or not, it's from the article, he actually did very well. Enough okay. to the point where it didn't scare me away. Um, okay, I think fair. you're starting to share some of your perspective, um, which I'm very curious. And I have a prediction about how your experience went. Um, 
But um, so he did it for a day and he talked about okay. how amazing it was. And I challenged myself to do it for 10 days because I thought if I'm going to do something, I'm not going to do it small. I'm going to I'm gonna just, go, go, yeah, big. go, go big or go exactly. home. Exactly. And okay. it came at a time where I was just experiencing this fatigue from constant connectivity. I think a lot of people don't realize how much of a distraction, email, text messaging, social media, our freaking phone and, and all of the te mm -hmm. technology around us actually is in our day to day lives to work, you know, it causes stress, anxiety. And, and I'm not someone who is normally an anxious person. I'm not someone who normally becomes stressed easily. And I started feeling all of these symptoms. And when I read his article, it really opened my eyes that maybe this is something that I could benefit from. Um, but it, it, it really hit home uh, because that prior year, I had the opportunity to go to Europe for just vacation, first time ever. And I remember we, um, we went to France, we saw the Eiffel Towers, it's like this magical moment. But the moments leading up to that were filled with checking my email, uh, being on social media and consuming a whole bunch of content that ultimately kind of carried into my experience and my vacation. I think a lot of times we don't realize that when we're on vacation, um, we consume content on social media that doesn't necessarily always make us feel good. Um, mm -hmm. We will get an email maybe about a problem that's going on at work, about a new project that landed on your plate. And here you are supposed to be in this moment. For me, I was supposed to be enjoying this beautiful Eiffel Tower, but I couldn't stop thinking about those things that were distracting me prior to. And so I said, I'm, I'm not going to let this happen anymore. And so I decided to take 10 days of unplugged, um, which unplugged to me has, there's dual benefit. To me, it's, it's not just unplugging from technology, which is perhaps the biggest part of it, but it's also to unplug from work and to have conscious uh, efforts where you're saying, I'm going to truly enjoy myself. I'm not going to be tied to work. I'm not going to answer, you know, emails, text messages and things like that. And so mm -hmm. I did it and I did it for a whole 10 days and it was amazing. <laughs> that's so freaking impressive. Yeah. Cause that's like zero to 900. Yeah. Yeah. It, it 100% <laughs> 10 days. It is, but it's amazing. What you said about how it, there's a couple different components to you of what unplugging means, which was unplugging from technology in general, and then unplugging from work. That was something that Stephanie and I only, I think we both did seven days where we tried to do seven days of unplugging. And right from the get-go, my first question was, well, wait a minute, like, what does that actually, like, what does that mean? And like defining what it was. Mm -hmm. And from what your experience was, it sounds like you did, you, um, you really completely unplugged, like weren't texting, weren't checking email, Weren't, were you communicating with people on the phone? Like, I'd really like to, like, what, what's the level of unplug from technology that you did? Yeah, so, so Tyler, I'm, I'm, I'm actually really happy you, you asked that question um, and shared that because I think sometimes I forget to define what it actually means. Um, and I'll kind of share with you how my thought process has evolved since I started. Um, originally, and, and it still rings true to today, unplugging means... You know, you're not sending text messages, you're not on social media, you're not going online on websites and surfing, you're not doing YouTube, anything like that. Um, for me, the exception was that I would use my phone to listen to music. I, you know, music will, you know, everyone knows music transports you to wherever you want it to go uh, and to take you. And so music was a big part of it. But my phone was always in airplane mode um, in the beginning years of it. So, um for a, for example, my mom watches my dog, so she knew where I was going to be at to be able to get a hold of me. Um, and so for me, unplugging was just no technology at all uh, from from your phone, mostly uh, and iPads and things. Don't try to get creative with it, um, you know. So he's he's looking at me. Yeah, yeah. You guys. Like, he's, so he's, I'm, he knows I'm about the iPads dashed in my from bag. This phone, but I can still use this phone. Yeah. So not not anything like that. No, don't try to get creative. So I was very staunch on saying that if you're unplugging, you've got to do it like that. And that's the only way. And I felt that way for years. And I still feel that you you have to truly unplug by by doing that for a certain period of time. Um, Jay Shetty, who um, uh, has this great podcast and, and you know, great uh, guy to really kind of get into the mindset, um, you know, very positive mental mindsets. He talks about how you need to go to through both extremes. 
And I didn't really find this out until recently. And I thought he really eloquently uh, uh, put it together to say that you have to experience both extremes. So you have to experience the extreme of constant connectivity, right? So all the messages from all the things, and then to experience the complete alt, uh, opposite extreme to be able to then find that balance uh, between the two. So um, so for me, it was, it was just, you know, it was that one extreme and I would bounce between the two extremes. Where my thought process has evolved is I've had friends tell me, well, it doesn't just have to be that. I've had friends tell me that maybe it's just selectively choosing what you want to unplug from, right? So if you think you have a toxic relationship with social media, then maybe unplugging for you would be not going on Facebook or Instagram. Maybe it's unplugging from email or whatever it is that you want to try to escape. So I'm fine with that. And I call that unplugged moments where, you know, you have periods of time throughout the day or on the weekend where you do that. But I think to truly harness the benefit of it. Yeah, it's just nothing. It's it's all of it goes away. So, Tyler, you you tell us a little bit about your experience this summer. So both of us, both of us, uh, you know, had known about Eric's idea uh, in, from an industry perspective, right, in how toxic social media can be and um, just how connected we are. And both of us had, for different personal reasons, had talked about, okay, let's make this the summer of challenge, right? And let's let's do this. And uh, so, Tyler, tell us a little bit about how you came to your Unplugged journey this summer. Sure. Uh, so I, right before was I was about to travel to Canada to speak at a conference there and spend some time with my friend, Saya, that you guys probably know from Uncharted and beyond. Uh, but we were uh, going to go to explore the national parks there. And we had I had basically a three week trip planned to Canada. And um, I saw Eric's post on Instagram that was like, hey, guys, I'm unplugging for the next month. And I was like, you know this might be the opportunity to try this. And so I messaged him and was like, I'm going to do this for a week. And he was like, okay, let me, well, let me know how it goes. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I will. Well, then I hear Stephanie later on the podcast, right, right before I leave. <laughs> you, can't, you can't put something like that out publicly and post on Instagram and then not expect me to jump on that and be like, oh yeah, okay, this is, a, you're volatile. Yeah. That, that was the moment. Just in case there was any doubt, I saw the oh. message on Instagram from Tyler and was like, voluntold, yeah. done. Yeah, yeah. So I set myself up for that. But uh, anyway, so right before I was about to leave, I saw that and I was like, okay, well now I really have to do this. Like I, <laughs> I said, I'm doing it. I have to do it. So my plan was that um, I was speaking at a conference, so I wanted to share, you know, about that experience while I was doing that. But then right after we were going to travel to the national parks and I already knew I was going to have limited connectivity just because of where I was going to be. And I was only going to be with Saya and that was going to be about four days and then three days following in Ottawa with her. And so I decided that that was the week. So much to my dismay, uh, when I got to our Airbnb in Yoho National Park in a small town of 200 people called Field, uh, I found out they had fantastic Wi-Fi. Um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Uh, well, this takes away some of the barrier for me to be on using technology, but you know, I'm gonna, pur- <laughs> I'm gonna power through. Uh, but I had, I had a really interesting experience with it because like it, it kind of came in phases. So the first few days we were very like, we're going to be out hiking when you're out hiking, obviously you're not on your phone, but right from the beginning, I was like, but my camera is on my phone and we need the GPS on my phone to get to the places we're going to go hiking. And we need music (laughs) because we're going to be in the car for like a really long time. And I've got to check on my cats and I've got to make sure that the person we're meeting in a few days knows where we're going to meet. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? I was like, logistically, how am I going to actually do this? And so I had this conversation with Sai. I was like, look, I have to do this. I've been told I'm doing a podcast. I have to do this. So how are we going to make this work? And she's like, okay. She's like, in classic Saya fashion, is like, let's, how are we going to define success of you doing this? And I was like, this is some coaching. I like it. And so I, I, I have notes that I wrote down. I'm like, what are the rules? And I was like, no social media and no email. Before I left, Ron, uh, our executive director, disconnected me from Slack, which Good. was incredibly helpful. It was very easy yeah. for me to go and just in my kind of like almost automated motion, I realized, click on 
the different icons of social media or of Slack just to open. Like, and it almost was like a, an unconscious thing. The muscle yeah. memory. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I removed the icons from the homepage and Slack, the first time I tried to open it, inevitably, even though I said, I'm not going to do this. The first time I tried to open it, it was like, you can't do this because you're not even. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, oh, oh, that's I good. I love it. So go wrong. It was like there were a cup. There were a few phases and like I could go into a, a nauseam amount of detail. But I think the first really big question that came to mind was like, what are the rules? Like what? Well, that's why I asked, what does unplugging actually mean? Because to me, I was like, if I'm not completely unplugged from technology, then this is I failed at unplugging. But the reality was like, I, I actually needed the tech. I felt like I needed, maybe we could have found ways around it, but like, I felt like I needed the technology for like a significant number of reasons that I was like, even traveling outside of my normal day to day, this is going to be really difficult. So, well, and, and you and I talked about like, okay, you're using, you know, Eric was doubled over dying in laughter as <laughs> Tyler is describing, uh, describing what she's using her phone for. But it's true. Tyler and I had this whole conversation about we have these computer, like it's more than just a phone, right? So we have these computers in our, in our hands and we don't think at first glance about all of the ways that it's interconnected. And so Tyler and I had this conversation about, well, I'm taking pictures with my phone and I don't want to disconnect from that because I want to be able to capture um, moments and much more intentional moments, I think, than normal. And Tyler and I had some conversation about how it forced her to think about how often she's using it for that and what she's capturing versus like, oh, let me just selfie, mm-hmm. right? Like when we think about let's do it to post on social media, we don't think about it with the same level of thought. I think that we think about it when we're looking at it as this is my camera. Yeah. I'm not lugging camera equipment with me, with me. Like this is yeah. this is my camera. I'm trying to capture this moment. Um, and it's hilarious to me because as Tyler and I were having this whole conversation about what we each did, Eric, you're, you're going to laugh neither one of us thought about airplane mode both of us were just like we <laughs> this was our moment of like there's a light switch dummy and you just flick it on and off right like neither, neither, of, us, neither of us thought about airplane mode and we both were just like what are the rules like it's funny because both of our heads went to what are the rules like how do we define this and we were trying it we're like let's channel eric what would the rules be what <laughs> and so and so when we had the conversation afterwards, Tyler and I were both like, we have so many questions for Eric about what are the rules and how do you define it? Because neither one of us thought, oh, that one button does all of the yeah. things. But to Tyler's point, she needed GPS. Yeah. She was going play like so there are pieces of it. And that was one of the questions we had for you, because you and I have had that conversation, yeah. Eric, about using your phone to use Pandora yeah. or stream or, you know, music or whatever. And I think that that is part of the big picture thought that was part of the big picture thought for me this time um was what what am I going to try and use my phone for and figuring out like Tyler are there hacks and easy things that I can do to make my phone more restrictive so I don't just muscle memory hit that you know button and be like oh let me you know let me text or let me uh, send a slack message to everybody right um, and still be able to access the pieces of technology that don't don't count yeah. or or are ne- are needed yeah. to, to to your point. So <laughs> I'm sweating <laughs> because this is just so funny, um, <laughs> and I feel like I've led you to failure. Um, <laughs> so you, let's be clear, uh, <laughs> you're sweating before I even tell yeah. my my oh, story. I'm, I'm excited. This is this is like. <laughs> And also, let's be clear, you have not failed. You have not failed us. And in fact, that's part of why we wanted to do this podcast, because this is great. We had conversations with you, both of us individually, before we did the thing and asked you for input (laughs) and guidance. Like, hey, we're going to do this thing because both Tyler and I recognize uh, one of the core things for Uncharted is look, if you don't have a partner and somebody to help keep you accountable, it doesn't It doesn't actually happen, right? And so Tyler and I both recognize we need accountability partners. And so we, lo- we approached it from different perspectives, right? For Tyler, it was one of her accountability partners was having the conversation with you and trying to figure out like, what are some of the rules? And then continuing that conversation with, with Saya and people who she was going to spend time with. But also one of the accountability partners for her was Ron. And like, how do I unplug from work? Yeah. And I approached that in a very different way, which is part of part of my failure. Um, <laughs> but but I also had a conversation with you about like, look, let, let's let's get real. And 
Um, Eric, Eric knows me uh, very, very well. Uh, for those of you who have not heard this story, Eric and I met um, and really started our friendship uh, probably about six years ago <laughs> um, when we were at uh, Fetch in San Diego. And I actually went there so that you and I could sit down and have some conversation yeah. about social media. Um, but at that, at Fetch, you were giving a, you were doing a workshop on unplugging. And it was really funny because I was, uh, I was still in practice and I was very, I was very active on social media at the time. And one of the things that I had volunteered for was uh, live tweeting um, the conference. And so I find myself sitting in Eric's lecture about how to unplug. And I'm literally like sitting there with my phone in my hand thinking, I have this assignment, there's this thing I'm supposed to do. And I'm in this class telling me not to do the thing. And I was sitting there and my palms were literally like sweating. And I put my phone in my back pocket and thought, okay, if I sit on my phone, like maybe I won't. Maybe I can actually listen to him because I caught myself in the first five minutes, like taking out my phone to to say to repeat something on social media that Eric had said, because I thought it was great. But then I was like, dude, I'm not even I'm not actually even listening to this. And so I was really Mm. trying. And so I literally put my phone in my back pocket and like leaned over to one side. So I was sitting on it. You did well. (laughs) My my hands were sweating. (laughs) It was it was. I, but I but I made it. Yeah. I so it was like a fifty minute lecture, and I think I made it through like thirty five minutes without <laughs> touching my phone. And that was the first time. But I'll be honest and candid with you guys. That was probably the yeah. first time in I don't know how long that I went thirty minutes without the phone being in constant reach because I I recognized in that and then in in follow up thought and work on myself that like I have an addiction to my phone and it is a very powerful one. And when I started looking at my own life and recognizing, you know, I am using it for good things. I am capturing my kid's childhood. I am, I'm capturing moments, but I'm also missing a lot of things because of what I'm doing with my phone. Um, And so that led Eric and I on our friendship journey about um, sharing this and also recognizing that, uh, you know, I have been in, in, uh, long-term recovery for a very long time and recognizing that it's one step at a time. Yeah. <laughs> and for me, I cannot go zero to a hundred because yeah. I will fail. Yeah. I have to take it in small bite-sized pieces. And so that was the first step that yeah. day, like recognizing I have a problem and then starting to work on it. And now six years later, it's taken me six years, but six years later, I was at the point this summer where I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to actually unplug for days, days on end. Um, and unlike Tyler, I was like, I can't go to seven days. Uh, but my family had a trip planned camping. We were going to kind of be out in the middle of nowhere. So like Tyler, I thought, okay, here's physical barrier to being able to get online. Also like Tyler, I get there and discover, Hey, the whole world has Wi-Fi now. Yeah. (laughs) And so we're camping with kids. We're not really that off the grid. Right. So there's Wi-Fi where we were. Um, and so, but I had my thought was, OK, I can do this for we were going to be there for four days. And I thought three nights, four days like I can I can do that. That feels like a sustainable amount of time for me. Um, it, I had very mixed results. <laughs> Not going to lie. I'm going to tell you guys, Tyler probably earned like a B plus on her unplugging. Huh. I don't know You're how she grade herself, okay. but. I would say she probably like earned herself an A minus B plus. Like she did a really good job. Okay. Was like these are the things. I wouldn't say that I got an F, but I because I did ultimately unplug for for two days. I would say I was like a, a D minus okay. was where I where I landed. Because I'm curious about that. So Tyler, why would you grade yourself a B plus? Oh, like, I, those were not my words. <laughs> how would you grade yourself, Tyler? Yeah, how would you grade yourself? No, I mean I think I would have given myself probably like a C minus. And and what do you so so let me if let me reframe something and then and then see if this changes how you grade yourself. So unplugging is mostly about constant distraction. So constant distraction would be social media, would be texting, would be email, uh, would be those things that we interact with consistently. There are exceptions. G- using GPS isn't breaking the rule, right? I've, <laughs> I've been places where I've had to take it off of airplane mode to turn it on for GPS. Um, admittedly, I've had places where I've gone because I was going somewhere on vacation and I had to message the guy's Airbnb, you know, that to have. So there, you can do those things. It's what you can't do is you can't, you know, it, you, you kind of start to 
fall out of it when you go on social media or you take a peek at email or when you see a text message or thankfully you were disconnected from Slack, but or if you went on to Slack. So it's okay to use it to to convenience you if for those little situations. Does that do you or do you, did you relapse when it came to work and social media? So where do you feel would that would that help you yeah, yeah. give yourself a better a better grade? Well, yeah, let me elaborate a little. So the yeah. the work side of things I was disconnected from Slack and I absolutely, it was very conscientious not to check my work email. So I feel like that was an A plus, like work disconnect was an A plus and, and that I felt the result of, I felt the outcome of that when I got back, like I was able to do that for that entire trip, disconnect from work. And I came back feeling much like recharged and ready to get back to work. So that was definitely A plus. Can I just quickly jump in on that? I, I think what Ron did well, and I think a big lesson to take away from here is that Ron took the initiative of disconnecting you from Slack. I think as as a leader, he did a... Wait, did that not happen? <laughs> I, I, I'm did you ask because, him to? I'm laughing because Stephanie and I had two different experiences with that because Ron, as a leader, yes. did succeed, but also did ask us if we were okay with us being disconnected. Okay. And he also, the first day I had to answer, I knew I had one email for work that I needed to like pay attention for before my trip started. Sure, sure. And... I answered it and he saw me answer the email and he messaged me immediately and was like, I'm going to disconnect your work email if you yeah. work email. And I was like, no, you don't have to do that. It's okay. I knew this one thing was coming. And I promise I won't do it again. Um, but Stephanie, when she was asked, gave a much different answer than what I said. Yeah. So it's funny. So Ta- this was this was uh, really part of what I was curious to talk through with you, Eric. So um, I... Uh, I run everything for my calendar and my whole life through my work calendar. Sure. Better for worse, like my work calendar is where I keep all of the info. Um, and so like Tyler, I also did some preparation and was like, okay, I want to, tr-, and I told the team, like, I'm going to go, I'm going to unplug. And I thought that I set myself up for success in that I had the autoresponder on. I had been telling people, like I think about your basic rules. You communicate ahead of time. You let people know. You put on your auto message so people know that it's coming. Like I did all of those things. Um, And then for me, my plan was I have a couple of days where I'm going to be somewhere else, but I'm going to be working remotely. And then I'm going to unplug and I'm going to go. And I worked those days and like I reminded everybody, hey, starting this day, I'm going to I'm going to unplug. I'm going to do the thing. Um, we didn't have the conversation about Slack or any of that. And I actually am kind of glad because my my immediate gut response was, I don't handle that loss of control. And if someone told, even if it was my boss, if someone told me, I'm going to take this away from you, like that would have had a like a visceral response. And I it would probably not have felt I would not have felt good about the experience because I wouldn't have felt like I was an active partner in it. If it was a discussion about like, how would you like to do this? I think that I would have been more open to that. And that was part of what Tyler and I were talking about because Ron was like, hey, this worked out so great for Tyler. Like maybe this should be our company response moving forward. And several members of our teams, several members of the team were just like, absolutely not. Like we will lose our, we will lose our, <laughs> lose our shit if you tell us that you're going to do these things. Right. And so it was a conversation about how do we come up with rules that support each other as a, as a, as a team. Um, so my immediate gut response was, was that, and I recognize that that's part of the attic talking, right. Is like, I, I'm not, I, I need to be in control here. Talking, yeah. And so I, I do recognize that and we'll, we'll come back to that. And um, I, I also was so so anyway, so I set myself up. I did what I thought was the prep work to be like, I'm going to be gone. I had update meetings with everybody. I met with Andy right before I left. We ran through all of the things like this is a this is a sit rep, right? This is a status report. This is where everything is at. I'm going to hit the pause button. Everything will be fine for the four days. Uh Like I've got I've gotten everything to a place where I could drop off the face of the earth for four days and it should be it should be fine. So so real quick, just on that point. Yeah. So you know you're unplugging. Yes. You you're you told everyone. Yes. So why did you still feel the need to be disconnected if you made the conscious effort to leave it behind? Because for me, I knew because I was choosing not to remove I I was like, I'm not gonna turn things off of my phone. I'm not gonna I knew the messages would still be coming and I didn't want people, I have, people are used to me having the instant response. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was like, hey, just 
like I'm I'm gonna go but also I need you to understand that I'm real I'm serious about this like I'm really not gonna <laughs> not gonna answer and then I immediately failed right yeah and that's normal by the way I mean I don't I don't ever expect anyone to come back from this the first time and either a love it or even b have done an amazing job at it because it's 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 an entire entirely different thing that you have likely never done in your entire life mm-hmm. except from before you started working and and you know we relied on our parents and depending on that yeah, when like, we had actual right when we had actual phones right. and if you left the house no one could find right. you for days on end and it was fine so it's that's <laughs> that's a very normal feeling and i and i think and i think it's really important for people to recognize that that's a very normal feeling but you're right it is that is that response that you had is exactly the reason that you should continue to try to work on that um i i have i feel that companies and practices should have very strict disconnect policies and i think it would make people like you very anxious but i think at the end of the day it would have, I took Xanax. I took my Xanax before I, we recorded this, so I'm fine. We can talk good. about okay. it. As, as you know, we're. I wish we were all sitting down at a at a bar and having this conversation. Um, but it's it's. Um, I think it's very important for the businesses that we work for to set those examples. Um, for example, we have a very strict unplug policy. When you sign, when you're hired on board, there's an unplug policy that you sign that says when you are out, you are out. Uh, email gets turned off. Um, Slack, all of that gets turned off um, because that employee is going to be a million times better when they come back and they weren't bothered at all. And and we don't discon- we don't purely do it because we want them to be better. Like we also do it to help them because not everyone can do it. And so I, I hear what you're saying, and I and I, I I genuinely like the approach of well, let's tailor it to that person. But I don't actually think that would be helping you in the long run, because unplugging isn't about checking messages and triaging. That's not unplugging. That's just going to work and, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. checking your email. Because here's the reality, Stephanie. If I were in your situation, if I were, you know, quote unquote, unplugged, but I still triaged email, I would be in in 100 percent your shoes. Um, And in fact, I, I had a similar situation happen. I had both extremes happen. Um, I remember one time I came unplugged. This was a few years in. We had a, a brand new uh, employee working for us, and um, you know, and and so I came back. And as you can imagine, you know, one of the reasons people don't unplug is because like there's millions yeah. of emails, and right. and so I expect that, right? That is built into my unplug time. I come back, I I spend a day and a half just doing email, and uh, and this one year, and this was the most bizarre experience for me. Um, and I, and I learned to like it, but I didn't in that moment, I came back, I probably had easily 300 emails or whatever. Um, and that employee responded to a majority of them because it, it redirects to that person sure. to say, to say, Hey, you should, you know, if you, if you, if you need, need help, go to this is your person. Yeah. And they were asking specific questions. I had someone had a negative review. How do I respond? This person wasn't really hired on to do those things. They're, you know, they they know what they're doing, but that's not what their job was. Right. And so this person responded to everything. And I came back and I'm reading and I was like, oh, I probably wouldn't have said it that way. And then and then I read some emails and I was like, wow, that was that that was actually probably better than I could have said it. And I remember when I was done, I was I'm not kidding you. I was probably caught up within two hours after being gone for over 10 days. And I was like, I don't like this. I, I don't I don't like this at all because you just did my job. And yeah, you didn't do it in the way that I would have done it, but you really didn't do it in a way that was going to lead us to, to like this, just the company was going to crash. Right. And I remember thinking like, oh, letting go of that control and letting someone step up to the plate and fail to learn from those failures actually ended up being one of the best things that could have happened because now that employee is the one, you know, who things are directed to. And I have the confidence right. knowing and they know what they did wrong and they know what they did really well. And so it's, you know, I think that's a very normal response. though. but I think I think and I know that letting go is hard, but I think mm-hmm. slowly letting go. And I don't think maybe four days is probably the best thing for you right out of the right. gate. I think for some people, you know, it works. <laughs> 
I think, Stephanie, you just need to start with like a Saturday. So, But I hear what you're saying. And I actually recognize that. And so for people who are like super control freaks, I recognize that it in me says, don't take away that control. And that is actually what is needed. And so I, I do like, I do the work. I recognize that. And um, so I would do it differently. And so for me, I was like, <laughs> I felt like this is a this is a total failure. And Tyler and I were having this conversation. And one of the questions we had for you is, I said, I know Eric has policies and I know that his company is set up that way now. And so the question Tyler and I had was, you jumped into this zero to 60 as a, on a personal level. Sure. How do you then ha- start to have those conversations with your team? Because I'm thinking about all of our listeners who are like, I would love to go, I mean, that was me as a practice manager. I would have loved to step away literally for a 12-hour shift and not get 19 text messages yeah. and phone calls. How do you How do you move in that direction so that you do have company policies, that you do have protocols, that you do have, um, have processes in place and still have buy-in. So the team, so it's not just me, Eric, as the business owner saying, this is how we're going to do it. And you either take it or leave it. Right. But how do you, how does the team be a part of that? Because Tyler was like, well, this is what we did. And I was like, oh, I don't know if that would work for me. And I know other people on our team felt the same way. And so we were like, can we have a discussion about this? And maybe ultimately the decision is still, this is the policy and protocol, but everybody in order for there to be buy-in, everybody needs to feel heard. Right. And so for me as a, as the manager mind was turning, I was like, we, this is where we need to have the conversation with Eric about how do you, how do you get there as a leader? How do you start to have those conversations with your team? Cause it's not easy. Yeah. I think it's really critical because this is what happens sometimes is, you know, people will say, well, can we have a copy of your policy? We'd love to institute it. And then they go back to their practice and then they just distribute it in their comm boxes or by email. And they're like, Hey, we now have this policy. That's <laughs> obviously not how we should ever implement a policy. It's, it's just right? like, you know, it's like a cell phone usage policy or social media policy. It's like, Hey, I heard from this person. We shouldn't, uh, you know, we shouldn't be using our phones on the clock signs policy. And it's like, well, hold right. on. So, so to that point, it's really important. I believe to have a conversation with your team during a team meeting where you carve around uh, out ample amounts of time to talk about a the benefits of saying hey listen we we value your mental health it's extremely important we want you to be able to leave work and enjoy life outside of work it's to say that we're doing this to prioritize you and what we're going to do so you can relax is we're going to have redundancies in place there are going to be other doctors that are going to see your cases there are going to be other technicians that are going to fill in shifts and everyone's going to have a turn uh, to where they will eventually be on vacation and we'll be able to do this and and kind of explain the logic behind it, talk about how it prioritizes the employees. I think this is funny because a lot of times, you know, practices are like, oh, we, you know, we prioritize mental health. And it's like, well, great, but how do you do that? And this is a great example, one of the many examples of how you actually do that and how you actually say, well, we can say one thing, but here's how we're going to prove it. And then yes. I think a big part of that conversation is to say, you might not like it, but that we're doing this for you and we're doing this for us because it's going to be better. You're going to be a better employee at the end of the day. And you are, you will learn to, you know, enjoy a life outside of work. Um, and I think what, what, what's dangerous though, and I can say this about the practice that I used to work at with peace and love. I, I even saw uh, the person yesterday. Um, I think where, where we start setting ourselves up for failure is when we are accessible when we're on vacation and the message that we're sending other people is to say, well, if I'm accessible on vacation and you can ask me questions and yes. you're going to be expected to do the same and and we kind of champion that we're like yeah oh you can do it emailing i love work it's not about that <laughs> it's uh, at all it's about just i'm in the i'm in the hospital but you can message me anyways yeah, i'm but I, but how many but let's be real like how that probably happens every single day right <laughs> I, I say that i say that because i've been that manager literally in the it. er sending my team that message it's fine i have cell phone reception in the er just message me it's fine <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> Oh gosh. Yeah. I mean, I listen now, part of that would be, I just don't want to focus on what I'm actually dealing with here. That's so true, true I, I could see validity in that, but yeah, I see where you're going. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, it, but, it, but it is. Go ahead. Well, there's Tyler. another piece of the conversation though, that I think that we didn't have as a team, which was let's agree to put these things down until this person comes back. Mm. You know, yes. like I think that yes. it, I, like I see, I see how you would feel, you know, saying, look, this, I need to pause this because I'm going to take a break. But when I come back, it's the first thing on my list. And then someone saying, 
oh, it's fine. Like I can definitely send that email. But then having a very important piece of information, like you said, not available to them. And then something gets blundered while you're away. Like I can 100% see why that would be really hard to deal with. And well, and that was my first response, right? It was I was just like, I had this conversation with Andy. He knew that this was where things stood. Why didn't he tell you? You know what I mean? And and I was so at first I was mad at Andy because I was just like, dude, like I handed this off to you and I don't and and then and then in in further conversation to Tyler's point, it was about we didn't have team agreements. And so the team was like, they Ron said, no, Andy actually told us that. He said you should wait till Stephanie gets back because like this is her thing and she's doing she's doing the thing. And so it was like, okay, immediately all the <laughs> All the anger, misplaced anger at Andy goes away, right? And he's like, but we were trying to help. And we just thought, oh, we'll just check it off and it'll be done and we can move on. And it was that learning well, I, lesson, what, right? What also kind of goes with that, though, is, uh, is I believe that there's rarely anything that needs to be addressed right in that moment, right? Yes. Continuity business will continue whether you're yes. there or not. But there's rarely. And and I had that was that was a problem I had myself was. I mean, if I, 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 I'll tell you, for example, one of the biggest challenges was I unplugged maybe a year ago. I don't know. The pandemic's kind of blurred. It was during the pandemic. Right. <laughs> and I was literally <laughs> unplugging in between this massive project that I was working on uh, with Royal Canin. And I remember I was plugging back in like hours before I was set to kick off this like multi-series event. Um, sure. being translated in seven different languages. Like it was this big thing. And I could have easily said, mm, well, I, I don't want to, I'm, I'm not going to plug until after this, but I did. I plugged right in the middle of that. I mean, like I did all of the most core things that I needed to do, Right. but, but there was nothing that would have been urgent that was going to change the course of that project because it was already set in stone. And so I don't think that there's hardly ever anything. And I think Stephanie kind of going back to this also reminds me of, um, when, and I don't know if you remember this or not, if you were, if you were tweeting, um, but in that session at, at, uh, at then, um, what was, what was Fetch called? It was CBC. It was CBC. CBC there you go. Sorry. Yeah. At that CBC we're, conference. We're, we're dating, we're dating ourselves. I know. We really I, I had to, re I had to reach for it. I'm yeah. like, oh wait, it's not CBC. Like, it's Fetch. Like, let's call it by the right name. But it, it was CBC then. Yeah. So <laughs> I, yeah, I remember this veterinarian, um, toward the end of the session and she was crying and she was saying that she could never unplug because a pet owner, a client of hers, sent her a message on Facebook and was asking a question about her pet that was in some sort of emergency. And that this veterinarian, who's a solo practitioner, um, decided to unplug, take vacation, prioritize herself, not be online, not answer you know, any questions. When mm -hmm. she finally plugged back in and she checked on that pet owner, the dog had died and the owner said, well, it's your fault because I was waiting for a response from you. And yeah. she started crying and she said, I could never unplug again. Mm -hmm. And and that was a really heartbreaking story because I, I've heard that numerous times since then. And and, and I don't agree. And I, and I think it's easy for me to say because I'm not a veterinarian, but I don't agree because there are systems that can be put in place, right? There's, there, you know, yes. it, there should be autoresponders on Facebook that link to the emergency clinic. There should be, you know, when you call. So there are things that you can do. And, 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 and our dear friend, Megan Brashear, uh, in a lecture that her and I give together on, on setting boundaries, she said, you're not the FBI. You know, you're, you're not that important. I don't care who you are. You're not that important. And there's nothing that needs to be done right in that instance. Now, it would yeah. be different if you were leaving for... 30 days at a time. But what's really cool is there's uh, also a book called No Rules, Rules, Netflix. For me, it was also a life changer um, because they talk about how there's no vacation policy and people can take as much vacation as they want um, and, and, uh, and, and you know, they can do it at whatever time they want uh, because they, they let people know, they, they set this expectation that you're not going to do it at a time where there's a million important things going on. You're going to find the right time and you're going to end those projects and anything that comes in after that isn't going to be urgent. And I think about this is executives do this, um, all level employees, engineers, people who are responsible for the streaming, uh, all of these employees will do this. And one of the cool things that Netflix does is that when they kick off their team meetings, if someone was on vacation, they actually put that employee on the spot and they say, hey, what'd you do? Um, we, we want everyone to know what you did and we want you to share pictures. And even, you know, the executives will kick off a team meeting and they're like, I was just in Fiji for five days and I loved it. And here's what I did. 
Um, and they do that because they want other people to see that they can also do the same thing and they also should do the same thing. And so I, I really think it's important to, to kind of always keep that in the back of mind. It's easier said than done, right? I mean, it's, it's definitely easier said than done, but it, I think it takes practice, but it can definitely be done with the right boundaries. It, it- it can. And so I will, I will say I, so I felt like I failed miserably. I had a meltdown. Jen talked me off the ledge. I put my phone away for the remaining 48 hours of my unplugged time. Mm. And I had a great time with the kids and my family and was like, okay. And I did, I stopped. I, I didn't check email after that. Cause I was so upset. I didn't check email and I didn't check Slack. Ah, okay. I, I did a really good, I did a really good job of that i use my phone for pictures and stuff like that but i didn't post on social media i didn't i that was a a hard and fast no go for me i was like i can't be on social it's toxic like i just awesome so i did really i did really good i felt really good about it it was like okay it was it was it was a little win and then uh since then uh i have had several like (laughs) you were not wrong go let's take it one day at a time (laughs) and so um that has been my challenge for myself is can i and i'm stretching it into longer longer periods of time so it's like can i can i spend the whole day uh and can i you know really be present Mm. and for me it is i've recognized that like the temptation of having the phone in my hand is huge and i've recognized uh you know and this is part of the uh, the recovery process long term for myself is recognizing that i am one of those people where the <laughs> the addiction tendencies are really strong and i yeah. can't have to, you know i can't have them temptations it's the same way with me with caffeine like if it's in the house in any format it doesn't matter if i don't like it or not like i will, <laughs> will yeah. consume it um and so for me it has it has been about that with my phone as well and so it's actually been a benefit because i have leaned back into um i used to be an avid um photographer and mm. loved using my camera and had i almost quit using my camera for years because i had had my cell phone and the cameras on cell phones get better and better and why wouldn't yeah. i use what's in my pocket right and i don't have to lug gear um, but the kids and I have been doing adventuring uh, this summer and I have been I have picked that back up. And for me, it is about I have to leave it at home and it's making sure that, you know, I I if we go somewhere, I leave I leave it in the car or I, yeah. you know, I I leave it in my purse. But it is I and I will catch myself like if it's in my purse I'll, and the kids are doing something or we're. Uh, you know, they're playing with their friends. Uh, we we just recently spent a day up at the lake and they're in the in the water. And I was sitting there drying off and was like. I'll just pull out my phone and was like, I can't, I yeah. can't do it. Um, because the next thing you know, I'm on social media and stuff like that. So for me, it was, it's been a really painful, but, but good personal journey and recognizing, uh, you know, it, for, I am like, so in awe of people like you and Tyler who were like, let's jump in and I'm going to do seven days, or <laughs> 10 days. And also like, I, you know, part of why I wanted to do this was to say like, for those who, there are people listening and I see you, like I, mm. I feel you because that was, that was me. I couldn't make it through a 50 minute lecture the yeah. first time I met Eric, but you know, here I am six years later and I've made it for days now at a time and I am working my way up and my, my goal. So the learning lesson for me was that I want to do, I want to do what Tyler did, maybe not in the same way that she did, but I, like, I want to go longer. I want to be able to do things. And so I'm working my way towards that. And I think Tyler had a similar experience where it was like, I went and some things went really, really well. And I gave her a really high grade on purpose because she's too hard on herself. And she, <laughs> she did do things really well. And she also recognized, and Tyler, I would love to hear from you, like, what are the things that you would want to do different next time? And how do we how do we take our own personal experiences and and to your point, Eric, like how do we bring that into the company mm. and how do we start having those conversations as a team? Because we both independently and together recognize the impact that it had on us, but also the ripple effects of that experience on the rest of the team intentionally and unintentionally. The other half of my grade was outside of the work, <laughs> was outside <laughs> of the work uh, piece. And this was where I had a lot of questions for Eric because things I would do differently, I was like, I don't really know how or why I would want to do this differently. And part of the experience on the personal side of, of unplugging where like technology, like unplugging from technology completely was 
What about the downtime? Because I don't know if, if this was your experience because you, you said your first unplugging experience, you traveled to France. And I'm not sure if you were on your own or if you had people with you. But part of that was I was with somebody else. So they had access to their phone. So they'd be showing me things on their phone or, or things like that, which was, I felt like, okay, that is what it is. Like, I'm not p- picking up my phone and, and doing this. But there was a lot of downtime, especially when you're traveling. And then also the second half of that week was spent back in a normal kind of environment of like, we're not always going to be out hiking all day where we don't have Mm -hmm. service. And we're not like being present in a moment of sitting on the couch and watching something together on TV is a much different, can be much different than being present, actively doing something. And I was like, that was where I struggled because we got back and suddenly we're in like a normal home environment and we're spending some of our time like in between going to have meals or doing things together just hanging out. And so we're normally on your phone, scrolling through whatever or talking or, you know, oh, let's look up this new thing that we both want to know more about. Those were the parts that I was like, okay, how, I, I would want to maybe do this differently, but how could you do it differently? You know? And, and also I felt like I, there were times I wanted to talk to like, tell my mom about how my trip was going or tell somebody how it went speaking at the conference the week prior, you know? And I was like, is that really taking, is that, is unplugging from that Tyler, taking Tyler away from me? me am, or am I actually breaking the rules? Yeah. yeah. So. I was like, cause that actually is something like I want to spend my time like yeah. doing is talking to somebody. And so I was like, it is that con- it's, it's the two extremes. And then what falls yeah. in the middle as like, this is okay. Yeah. And, and that's, that's just it. So I, again, I, I, first off, I should have kicked this whole thing off by saying I'm not an unplug expert. I just, I, it's just my experiences and the experience from my friends. But I think Tyler, what you bring up is really important because even my unplugging has evolved. Um, so for example, in the early stages of it for the first few years, I, like I said, my plane was on airplane mode. Um, it's evolved in the sense that, um, you know, my, my dogs are older now. Um, my mom does watch my dogs. Elvis had a back issue. So I'll keep my phone on, but it'll be on do not disturb and I'll FaceTime my mom. So that'll be like, Hey, how are things going? How are you? I have a very close relationship with my mom. Um, my friends on the other hand, hate when I unplug because I even unplug from them. Um, and I got a lot of crap from my friends. Um, they're like, and, and then I'll see threads of text messages that they'll forward me or that I will be on that I won't see until I get back. And they're like, oh, he's probably unplugged and he's not talking to us. And this is unacceptable. <laughs> so I, I, I do think, Tyler, yeah. to your point, one of the things I'm learning is that maybe it is okay to send text messages to my friends and be like, hey, how are you? And check in. And so, you know, it's just making sure. But see, I've had the experience of knowing what a true unplug is to know that that won't leak into something else. My biggest fear with that was, and the reason I went cold turkey with text messages is my biggest fear is I would get a text message that would be related to something that I'm trying to avoid for an extended period of time. But I think there's there there are ways now like you can prioritize messages from friends and suppress other ones. So I think there's apps within our phones that give us better control um, than we had before. I think another thing that's really important, two more items. One is I had someone I remember one time, she's like, well, it sucks when you unplug and you go out to dinner with your friends and no one else is unplugged because at some point during dinner, everyone's on their phones and I'm just sitting there. And I told her, I said, well, try to make it a game, you know, like try to, I'm not condoning people to drink or anything like that. Do, do what you want. But what I told her was like, if you happen to be at a bar or somewhere where there's drinks and that's what you're doing, then make it a game, you know, make everyone put their phone into a, a hat or something. And the first person that reaches for the phone has to pay the tab for that night. Um, mm-hmm. And so challenge your friends to do that. And, and I remember that person that I uh, recommended that to followed up with me months later. And she was like, I got to tell you, that was a lot of fun. We, we started having these in-depth conversations that we didn't. She's like, I was friends. And this happened to me as well. I was friends with someone for my whole life. And there are things that I didn't know about them that were going on. And it's just yeah. amazing how the moment that we pick up our phones and everyone else starts to follow along like a domino effect that we lose that ability to connect deeper with that person. And then the third thing is, is you're going to be bored. And you have to embrace that boredom. Um, and that was a learning curve for me. It's like, I'm bored. I don't know what to do. And it's interesting. I'll be honest. I was never a reader. Now I love reading. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm reading all kinds of books now. Um, I wrote an article while I was unplugged. You can choose to channel that in productive ways. I started my book a few years ago, albeit haven't gotten back to it. But I started 
that when I was unplugged, um, you can find things that you can do. I had someone one time tell me that she cleaned out her house that she's been needing to do forever. Like it doesn't sound fun, but the feeling that comes from setting goals or from cleaning your house out or from writing an article or accomplishing something, you know, psychologists have proved that dopamine hit that we get from that. Um, and so it's that productive, that good feeling that you leave from it. And I will tell you, when I'm unplugged and I'm bored, that's where I come back and I create some of my you know, favorite lectures. That's where I come back and I'm truly inspired to do new things. My recent unplugged, it's been two weeks now and I've been exercising again because that's been a goal that I've set. Uh, and so these things, if you let your mind get to them, will actually allow you to be happier at the end. That the problem is, is we're so distracted that we never get our chance to let our mind be bored to tap into the most creative part of who we are. Um, yeah. Even at a stoplight, we pick up our phone and we're like, yes. let's check Instagram. Like you don't, yes. you don't get to be bored anymore. And yeah, boredom is such a brilliant thing. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's totally true. I, the thing I feel like I graded my, <laughs> give myself a D minus on this whole. <laughs> so I give you both an A. I don't think you're giving <laughs> No, but, but wait, but I will say like the thing that came out, like, I, so I feel like I failed and I also was exceptionally proud because ultimately at the, like for me, one of the pieces was I, um, uh, I love to read. And for me, I was so looking forward to, I'm going to unplug. I'm going to like, I'm going to sit by the campfire and I'm going to read. And I read 12 books in the, in the week That's that awesome. I was in the week that I was gone. And I was like, I feel really, That's really awesome. good about, about this. And, um, it was, it felt really accomplished. And to your point, Eric, like the creative juices were going, I worked on a website. I did, you know, like it it felt good and I felt good about the, some of those choices in technology. And so I, um, and I know Tyler, you felt similar in different, in different, in a different way. Yeah. I, uh, I felt like in the end, I realized that my relationship with social media in general had already changed where I wasn't really Mm. looking to it for entertainment as much anymore. And I was just kind of like, while it was muscle memory, it wasn't something I missed a whole lot. So that was an interesting discovery. But I also, I did like, I kind of journaled each day just like to keep track of. Mm. And one of the things I would journal was like a moment that I felt most present. And like, I really feel like I was looking out for that. And I was like, I shifted my perspective from, uh, you know, like looking at it. I don't know. I just, I paid attention for those moments a little bit more. And when I realized that I maybe was taking that away from myself for the opportunity to feel that, I think I can see that differently now. So, Mm. and then some of those memories that I felt like now that I have, when I was really present in the moment, you know, like those are some of my favorite memories from the trip. So more than the pictures that I took on my phone, you know? Mm. So, um, but I feel like once I figured out it was an, once I called it from the beginning an experiment and I figured out what unplugging worked and what didn't for me, it was, it was overall like a really good experience. And my, my, my challenge now to myself is to translate that into my normal day-to-day life. And like, like Stephanie's kind of experimenting with, little days that like one day at a time still implementing those moments like you called them unplugged moments like those that's what I want to work on now yeah I I would I would agree with that I think I think and take it one step further which is I I think you were spot on Eric about like for for me especially it gets one day at a time but what I recognized with this experience was I did although I was upset and there was a lot of turmoil and stuff I had to work through in regards to work when I came back I recognized that I, when I looked at, I, I read all these books, I hung out with my kids, I spent quality time with my family, like that felt really good. When I started talking to my therapist about it, <laughs> analyzing myself, I, I recognized that I don't even, I don't even get a weekend. Like I don't even give myself that on the weekends on a regular basis. And so to Tyler's point, like I started looking at how can I apply this first to having what lots of people would consider a normal life. <laughs> And actually, like leaving work at five PM on Friday and being able to have Saturday and Sunday where you don't, where you don't work and you do a thing like for me that was the first challenge and I think I probably will set myself up. Uh, I haven't put the dates on the calendar yet, but I am looking ahead to next year of like what does that look like and can I go a little bit longer baby steps right like yes. not 
I'm not going to try and go 10 days. I'm not going to a retreat where nobody yeah. talks yeah. for days on end. Like I, that is not me. I can never do those things, but how do I, how do I take it one step up? And, and the rest of this year, it is about how do I make that apply to my life as a whole so that I start to have a little bit more, um, a little bit more balance. Cause it is very, it was, it was, it's very unbalanced. I think our whole team has, has learned from this and 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 we have talked about it and it has it has sparked like I just have to say thank you to you because it has sparked conversation for us as a team about how do we change ourselves as a business how do we recognizing that we have a pro, like first step starts with admitting it right it's it's recognizing we have a problem and how do we work together to figure out how to meet the basic needs but also to the points you brought up earlier like Sometimes that is the addiction talking and sometimes the control has to be taken away from you. And that is probably okay. And it took me quite a while. Like we're, so I did my unplugging and so did Tyler in the beginning of summer, right? So June, um, we're two months after that recording this now. It took me two months and multiple therapy sessions to, <laughs> to yeah. work through my emotions because let's be real. Like I was not in control and I was real mad, but I feel really, I feel really good about it. And I feel positive about the changes that we want to make. And I think Tyler, you want to do this again. Oh, 100%. Right? Like, yeah. 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 And I know you're addicted to it, Eric, because now it's a multi, <laughs> multi times a year. Like it, when it first started, it was Eric's like, I'm doing this once a year yeah. and this is a thing. And then now you're how how often are you doing it now? Um, It, it depends. I don't I yeah. I it's not a process. It's like, not. There's no yeah, structure. There, there are times yeah. it's you know, there's definitely two extended periods of time throughout the year. They usually fall within a holiday period because it's, um, you know, it's important to spend schedules. Yeah. But yeah. um, sometimes I just do it when I'm like, I'm, I've hit my limit. Need a break. Yeah. And when I know I'm, I'm responding to emails in a short manner, when I know I'm getting frustrated, when I know I'm being, getting mad at things that I shouldn't, then, then I know that's, that's for me. So yeah. yeah. And, and listen to both of you, I think it's very critical for people to share their experiences with, with, with unplugging and, and the two different perspectives that you have, I'm not surprised because everyone's going to have an entirely different experience with it. Everyone's going to have their own rules. Everyone's going to have their own thing that they're trying to accomplish. And I think as long as we can celebrate the art of being able to unplug and celebrate the different ways that we do it and that we talk about it and that we encourage other people to do it, I think it can really help um, our, our colleagues, our friends, and, and our peers uh, be their better selves and be happier and, um, and more productive. And, um, and so I appreciate the platform and I appreciate both of you taking on this challenge and have doing it yourselves. And, and Stephanie, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I, my prediction originally was going to be that you hated it a hundred percent and that you never wanted to do it again. And you proved me wrong. You hated it 90%. Um, <laughs> but uh, let's, let's be real. I hated it a hundred percent in the, well, no, that's not true. Like there was moments, like Tyler said, where I really enjoy, I was like, dude, I'm engaged. And I really like, I love my family. This is the whole freaking reason I went on vacation because I actually do love yeah. them. And I love my siblings and my parents I and I, I want to spend time with them. And so those moments were good. The rest of it, uh, you're not wrong. In the, in the moment, I yeah. hated it a hundred percent. And I was like, screw this. I'm never going to do it again. But I, <laughs> but I will say the, the challenge, the gauntlet has been thrown. The yep. challenge has been accepted. I will, I will work on Andy Rourke because I Please. think that this would be a fun a fun challenge and then we'll have to uh we'll have to have you back for round two, round two to hear it. how andy handles it <laughs> I, i'm very curious I'm very curious i think we all I, are not just andy how everyone around andy handles it that's like, true yeah i fair yeah. fair i i love it uh poor andy he's gonna listen to this and be like i did not sign up for this goss you're fired this podcast will not air <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I I love it. One thing I want to say uh, before we're done is that um, I do think that the timing of this was was kind of the right timing because mm -hmm. I think the last few years with the pandemic and and the connect the level of connectivity has increased to such a degree that we were we were seeking each other yeah. out because we couldn't physically be together and a lot of the connection was taken away and so coming out of that and having the first opportunity to spend quality time with people that were really important in my life, like in person and just one-on-one -on -one was, I think that that was the right time to try this, you know? And, uh, so thank, yeah, thanks. Thanks Eric for, for really like throwing that out on social media, Stephanie for volunteering us to do this podcast so that I felt <laughs> that I would disappoint everyone if I didn't actually do it. Uh, because, because it, it, <laughs> 
it was exactly what I needed. And like, it just made me appreciate mm. that much more the like personal time that you get with people in your life. So thanks guys. I love it. Thank you both. I, I love you guys. Uh, this has been so much fun. This might be our longest uncharted episode to date, but hopefully everybody's hung in there. They're like, Oh my God. But I, it, this conversation was so great. I had so much fun. And, um, I would challenge, I think Eric would challenge all of you, like where, wherever, if you want to go in all in and you're like, I'm going to do 10 days or you're like, can I do 50 minutes? <laughs> wherever you fall, uh, we are here for it. And I, I, I want to hear on our social media, like how it's going. Uh, because I, I love this challenge and, and Eric, we will follow up because there will be, there will be, there will be a discussion with Andy. Done. I cannot (laughs) wait. This is part of the reason I want it this year. I can't wait that long. (laughs) I love it. Take care, everybody. Have a fantastic week. Hey friends, have you been over to the website lately to check out all the fun and exciting things that are coming from the Uncharted Veterinary Team? If not, you should stop right now and head over there because we have got some awesome stuff coming late summer and into the fall and winter and I want you to be there with us. We have our Get Shit Done conference coming in the fall that is happening in October. Before that, we've got a workshop coming in September from my dear friend, Dr. Phil Richmond. He's going to be talking about avoiding toxic teams, how to create psychological safety in our practices. We've got uh, te- the amazing and wonderful technician, Melissa Enchkin, who is leading a workshop in October about leveraging technicians, making practice less stressful for you, them, and your patients, and all kinds of other fantastic things you are not going to want to miss out on. So if you haven't been over there lately, head on over to unchartedvet.com. You can hit forward slash events if you want to go straight to the events page, but that will show you everything that is coming. And remember, if you're an Uncharted member, your membership gets you access to all of these workshops that we do on a regular basis for free. And if you are not currently a member, you can check out the membership information because it will save you big bucks throughout the year on accessing all of the workshops. And it scores you access to the conferences when we have them like Get Shit Done for less money. That's right. Get a discount. And who doesn't love a good discount? Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll see you soon.